Yo, what's happening? Welcome to One Big Topic with Mario Now Bros. I'm your host, Mario Piacquadio, joined today by Caitlin Redwing. How are you doing, Caitlin? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, th- thanks for coming on on a short notice. If you guys saw on uh, Twitter, I literally tweeted it today that I was like, hey, anybody want to come on the show? And Caitlin was like, hey, I got time. And here we yeah. are. I was like, I will shamelessly plug myself and be like, I will talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier all day. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, this is a great time. If you didn't know people, Caitlin, if people don't know who you are, this is the time to plug yourself. Go for it. Oh, thank you. I You can find me on Twitter or like Instagram if you use that, though I don't use it that much. Just Caitlin Redwing, uh, just like it's spelled K-A-I-T-L-Y-N and then Redwing like the like Falcon, Sam Wilson's the Red Wing, spelled the exact same. There you um, go. And I'm also a host for Big Squirt Gaming here on YouTube. Um, you can find the link to that in my Twitter bio as well, because spelled a bit weird because it came from a spelling mistake. We just rolled with it. But Fair. that is a source of chaos about all things video games and whatever we feel like we want to talk about that week. I love it. I love it. Well, people at home, if you didn't know, this is one big topic. It's a show where I, Mario, not bro, select one topic and one person I believe would be perfect to discuss that topic with. It goes live every single Tuesday on youtube.com slash Mario, not bros for the video version. For the audio version, you should be able to find it on all of your favorite podcasting platforms out there. Make sure you check us out. Give us a five-star review and everything. And I'm also live on twitch.tv slash Mario, not bros three to four times a week. That's where you can catch me live playing some games from Calzone to Mr. Nick Scarpino some apex with emmett and blessing and maybe just sometimes even recording shows live where are we doing that today we're not but sometimes we do it so make sure you hit a follow there uh so in our timeline right now what is it today is uh april 27th uh last week was the the show series season finale undecided yet of the falcon and the winter soldier and you know, I did one of these from WandaVision, so let's let's talk about it, man. Well, we can we can keep it spoiler light at at the beginning, just sort of like our general thoughts, and then we can super dive deep into the spoilers. So, yeah. what'd you think? Um, yeah, it's hard to talk about this show without talking about the spoilers. Totally. Um, but overall, I I really liked the show. Um, it felt. I'm trying like not to compare it to WandaVision because they were such like very different television shows. Oh my shows. god, yeah, totally. Like it's crazy how different um and what like Marvel has done with these stories and I'm very impressed cuz kind of going before WandaVision I was like a little apprehensive on how the TV show formula would work for these shows um and like the quality but they were not lying when they said like this is like a 6-hour movie just broken up um and yeah, the highs were like some of the high, like some of the most impactful and crazy moments in like all of the MCU. Um, and I definitely recommend if you like Marvel stuff and you're just like, oh, I'm going to skip the TV shows, don't skip the TV shows. Like, go and no. watch it. Cause... Totally. I mean, the first of all, I just rewatched WandaVision with my girlfriend and like they are very different, mm-hmm. but I, I love them both so much for what they are. And I mean, yeah, like 
you know, WandaVision was kind of its 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 own like weird little show, like very experimental, trying stuff out. And you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be the more like all right, more traditional kind of MCU stuff. But even even with Falcon and Winter Soldier, one of the things that I appreciate the most is that they also took a decent amount of risks, and they also, mm-hmm. you know, weren't afraid to say something. I think the the what I'm the most pleasantly surprised about with Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, you know, obviously it's not a spoiler to say that this is the story of Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. That's 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 not a spoiler. That is clearly what the show is going for. Um but I I, I adore that they tackled, you know, the idea of a black man being the new Captain America, as it would be in the real world. It, um this could have easily got gone the way of Oh, what a what an inspiration, you know? Yeah, go black people. And they really weren't afraid to like get down to some heavy shit. And I and I really, really appreciate that. There's that episode, I think it's like episode two or three, where Sam and Bucky are walking around in the street and a, a, a couple of police officers stops uh, Sam and start asking Bucky if, if this man is giving them any issues and they don't stop really harassing him and they're, it's, it, things are about to turn bad until they realize he's an Avenger, he's the Falcon. And through the show, they keep not shying away from, from what it, would it mean in, in today's world for a black man to be the face of America and to be the you know, the guy that everybody looks to and such an icon in, in handling a symbol as important as Cap's shield, you know, and, and they, they keep referencing throughout the whole show the blo- that he doesn't have blonde hair or blue eyes, you know, and that's one of the things that I love the most about the show, that it wasn't afraid to to really say something and and give a meaningful, important message about being black in America. I, yeah. Definitely, you just nailed it on the head. I, I keep like calling it a character study on like Sam Wilson and, um, just a show that really dives into like what it means to be a black person or a black man in America. What that means, like carry the shield. I, they did it flawlessly. Um, there are like I have some qualms about the show, but it was never about that. It was more of like the other like side totally. plot lines. Um. And yeah, it just, I think his journey from Falcon to the Captain America was just, it was so good to see. And like, oh, oh the, I think we all were like Bucky and at the end where like, he's just like his heart eyes to Sam, like when he's giving that speech, we're all just like, or like everybody. Like, like, so like, proud. Isaiah, just so proud of this man. And I'm like, yes, like, oh, come on, Sam Wilson. We like, we're here for you. And I'm just, I'm really glad to, that they didn't hold back on those issues 100 percent, and and like uh, like fully addressed it and said it out loud um it wasn't there's was no like beating around the bush um i was impressed and shocked that disney of all properties did that i know but. right yeah i mean it, I, I agree with you that there are a few issues um kind of with the surrounding plot lines of the show that i have uh, mainly with the with the villain but the you know this show really is about you know, uh, Sam Wilson and, and understanding and becoming Captain America and holding the shield. And that plot line, which is the main, it, it was perfect. Like, there's not a better way to handle it, I wouldn't think. Um, and in terms of the villains, before we get into into spoilers, um, I don't know if you've seen this thing, Caitlin, where um, 
it's sort of a prevailing theory that's almost been proven right um, that they had to cut a major part of the story out because it was way too similar to what was going on in the world right now. Um, yes. Where basically, you know, the Flag Smashers are the main bad guys of, of the show. Without diving too deep into the story details, because we'll do that later, they never quite really explain what their cause is. Like, they do, but it's a pretty vague explanation. Like, it's not like super concrete like i get what they're doing and i get why they're doing it it's more like a okay they're doing this because something didn't work out right and uh one of the what people have been talking about is that they had a plot line in there that was a pandemic that basically a, a pandemic hit the world um post blip and when there were you know in the five years that half of the uh, humanity was gone you know the pandemic worked out really well and 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 the vaccine was very easily um deployed and and people were doing okay and then as soon as everybody came back it all pretty much went to shit and nope and people weren't getting vaccines and people weren't put in, in refugee camps and dying and obviously very smart of marvel they had to cut that because i mean when they wrote it they had no idea that a real pandemic would would hit the you know the world and if they release a show now about how uh, people aren't getting vaccines, um, it wouldn't hit. It wouldn't be the best time to drop it. You know what I mean? So Malcolm Spellman was just on a podcast today, and I it's called Fade to Black, and apparently he said that the storyline that got cut had nothing to do with the pandemic. So there you go. So, but I was fully like on that train. I don't know. He might just be saying that because it didn't make sense why they were like so. Um, they kept talking about the vaccines in episode yeah. two, and I didn't understand the like. It was like the Mama da- uh, Danya, Danya Medini. Yeah, they Madani. just kind of randomly say, "Oh, she died," and it's like, "All right, right. she was sick and, and I, died," and it would make so much more sense. It it would. So I don't. I think maybe Malcolm Spellman is just like trying to be like just trying to downplay the whole pandemic like storyline and telling people that that's not what was cut but it feels like that's pretty obvious because and i feel like that would have given a lot more um motive and reason for us to really sympathize with the flag smashers like if people are dying and the grc are hoarding these vaccines absolutely like their people are dying that is something that we are experiencing um i do get why they cut it it's I don't really want to watch anything about a pandemic no, right now. I've no. I've seen some movies being made about it. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's too soon and the, the yeah. wounds are still fresh. You know, you don't want to totally rub salt in it. And I get it. You know, we're watching these shows for some sort of a- escapism. And that doesn't mean you can't talk about serious subjects like like they did about, you know, with, with Sam and everything. But I think, you know, once we're maybe out of the pandemic, then you can include pandemic storylines into things. But right now it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't feel right. So I think it's the right move to cut it, but it definitely hindered the, you know, the bad guys and Carly's character as a whole, instead of being somebody that, which I think what the show wanted us to do is to really sympathize with her and understand where she was coming Mm -hmm. from. Sort of like a, like a Thanos in a way where like, we all understand that Thanos is, is terrifying and is a mass murderer, but when he gives his explanations, you understand it and you can sympathize with what he's saying. Um, Carly, I think they were trying to do the same thing, but when you cut out the main reason why she's doing why she's doing it, just, it felt a little too vague. And at the end, 
I sympathize with Carly only because Sam sympathized with Carly, yes. if that makes sense. So, so yeah. it, I was sort of forced to sympathize with her because the main character, somebody that I love so much, was sympathizing with her. Um, I'll say, I'll say to the people in the camera right now, we're gonna go full spoilers because we're already touching on the on the story stuff. So, if you haven't listened from now on, we really like the show. We think you should watch it. Spoilers now. Great. <laughs> yeah, I I was the same way. I. I really sympathize with her character because Sam did, but their scenes together were some of my favorite scenes. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I'm really glad they didn't forget like Sam's backstory about like all the work he did with the VA and just like as a character, he's probably, I'll say the most empathetic character in the MCU. Probably. Um, And he's just like, I think it's, it's also what makes him like, the best captain america like he is always he's going to look for ways to like for peace and to he can understand and put himself in other people's shoes um and i think that also has to do with because he's a black man and he just he understands a lot of the fight and he sees that in carly um and her death while i was like a little upset only because i really liked uh aaron kellyman as an actress like, she's great she just, she's, she's wonderful. so good and i was like oh i wanted to see a lot more of her in the mcu um but his speech like after she died where he was like and just so good so much cheese but like i was i was totally here for it i loved it yeah. and him like talking to the senators and he's like have any of you like asked yourself like why are they willing to die for their cause? I mean, um, the line that like really fucking hit home for me, and I'm sorry to interrupt, is where she was saying, where they, he was saying, when you guys are making that decision, are there people in the room, are the, are the people in the room more people like you or people who will be affected by these decisions? And right. holy sh- if that doesn't hit in today's world, man, like, yeah. oh my God, it hits so hard. Yeah. I, I agree. Like anytime you see like the people in power and they all look, they're all just like white men and women. And it's like, that is not representative of America at all. No. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I love beyond the, the, the race uh, conversation and the racism conversations that the show is having. I love, I love that. It's, it, it's a deep dive on Sam Wilson and, and, Steve Rogers in a way and what makes Captain America Captain America because you know when they when they give um the title of Captain America to John Walker it it goes directly against what you know some things that Steve has said in the past where you know uh, Captain America it it doesn't take a perfect soldier it takes a a, mm-hmm. a a a good man I think the line I'm paraphrasing but something like that and you know John Walker is the perfect soldier He's he's a soldier who's won all these medals of honors, and even John Walker himself says though so towards the end of the show where where he's telling the senators that you guys made me, you guys built me uh, to be this. So he's a perfect soldier, but that that doesn't mean he's a good Captain America. He's he's somebody who quote unquote has always made the right decisions in the field of battle, but at the end of the day, that's not what you need to be Captain America. And so it's. It's showing what the mantle means and it's showing why Sam is Captain America and why he's always deserved to carry that shield and why, you know, it. I haven't seen Endgame since, but that that scene at the end of Endgame is going to hit so much harder now. Like, it's going to hit incredibly hard to see Steve handing the shield over to Sam, knowing the journey he's about to take and knowing how gracefully he's going to end up taking it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I so I did a rewatch because like WandaVision like totally fueled my spark for Marvel again. Um I rewatched all the movies of Timeline Order beginning of the year. Wow, um, nice. But I'm the same way where I was like, I already want to go back and watch like just like the Captain America, like the ones that have the most like Sam Wilson in them. Um because yeah. I do want to see that scene again. And now like knowing that uh because Bucky says something in the show and I can't remember the exact line. Oh, it's when he's apologizing, which is a whole other mm. thing that like, I'm really glad they did. But when he said like, yeah. when Steve told me like he was going to give you the shield, I'm really glad that we kind of like finally got a little bit of closure that Steve didn't just like blindside Bam. Bucky. Right. Right. Because yeah, because I in was... that, in that scene, you know, they, they obviously they say, they, they tell each other the line from the original Captain America movie and you're like, does Bucky understand what's about to happen? And it's good to to finally get the like certification of like, oh, they talked about this. Like they said yeah. their goodbye off screen, basically. Yeah. And I'm gonna like believe in my head that Sam or that Steve offered Bucky to come back with him. But mm. Bucky being like the nerd he is, probably was like, no, like technology is cool. Like, yeah, this is actually is. pretty dope, you know. I have like a pretty cool arm now yeah. with the Wakanda. I like Wakanda. Yeah. I like it. This is a, kind of a cool yeah. spot. I'm I'm He's fine like, here. <laughs> yeah he is uh he's invited to the cookout at the end of the show like yeah exactly hell yeah man <laughs> like bucky is living his best life now um, absolutely he wasn't at the end of endgame but i think like i'm gonna believe that that's what steve did because at endgame i was like so pissed at his character but uh this show made me appreciate him more and that's what i like about these new shows is it's kind of making oh, me God. go back and appreciate all these things that have happened in the movies before them and like wandavision made me appreciate age of ultron like and i was like this is very surprising my brain (laughs) this is shocking like i was so shocked yeah um but yeah just no i i I completely agree with you that i mean at the end of wandavision i like as soon as i i watched that last post-credit scene i was like i can't believe this but the movie that i'm looking forward to by far the most is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because I want yeah. more Wanda, I want more Scarlet Witch because, you know, with these shows, you get so much more time with these characters. I mean, we're, we're spending more – in WandaVision, we spend more time with, with Wanda than we probably have with, like, a, like the Hulk in all of the MCU or oh, maybe sure. maybe even, like, close to as much time as we've gotten with Captain America in the entire MCU. So, like yeah. – you you grow so much more attached to these characters and suddenly like you know sam and bucky being you know and everybody by by like civil war was saying like i love their dynamic and whatever we should they should make a movie out of them and you know having gotten the quote-unquote movie but got having gotten so much more time with them that you know, by the end of the movie, when, when bucky is invited to the cookout it feels so much better than if it would have been on a two and a half hour movie you know, like it's it's genius what Marvel's doing, and I had a tweet out earlier where, you know, I I straight up said that I bowed to Kevin Feige, man. Like I've known Kevin Feige is the most brilliant producer in Hollywood. He's one of the smartest fucking people alive, clearly. Mm-hmm. But at this point, uh, he's gone beyond that because what they did that was so smart, and I think it was on point on purpose, is that I think the week before the the, the finale. Um, the showrunner in an interview in a podcast said something like, oh, you know, our show isn't like WandaVision where 
it's it's a one it's it's a story that's front to front to bottom top to bottom and it and it's done um our show could potentially lead to more seasons you know they kind of gave that little hint and by the end of of falcon and winter soldier when you know they're setting up the things with the power broker which i'm sure we will get into um and they're setting they give her the post credit scene of like oh sharon is maybe now the bad guy i in the back of my head i'm thinking this is it. This is season two of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Makes all the sense in the world. Great. I'm in. I'm sold. And then the day after, those brilliant fucking motherfuckers announced <laughs> Captain America 4. Yeah. And it blew my mind. And I'm like, of course they were going to do that from the beginning. It's yeah. genius. Yeah. No, I think it was the same day. Wasn't I, it? It from- might have been the same. I think oh, it, was the, it was the same day. They're... So at the end, when they had the title, the title card at the very end of the show in the credits, when chills. It, oh, I was like sobbing. Dude, <laughs> chills. Like, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. One, I kind of wanted it to say White Wolf, but whatever. Like, oh, that'd be know. great. Yeah, I like um, that. I was, ser- I seriously was like, oh my god, are they gonna make like another Captain America and the White or in the Winter Soldier movie? Like, and just like, or like a show called Captain America and the Winter Soldier? Yeah, or the show, or yeah, I was like, maybe season. They couldn't kept they couldn't say season two because they were gonna rebrand the show name. Um just literally they're geniuses. Geniuses. They are. They're They've so been smart. planting things for future storylines just in case they want to use them since the beginning. Like since Iron Man. They're it's, so much smarter than you or I will ever be. You know what I mean? I like know. I've I've totally accepted that at this point. They're so smart. I would give my left arm and become Bucky just to like be like shadow Kevin Feige for the right? rest of his career. Oh like my I God. just, I I just want to listen to every like the meetings that they have. I want to learn from him. He's they're brilliant. He's genius, man. Like t- true genius. Like it it just makes so much sense. And the fact that at least me, I'm not speaking for everybody. The fact that I didn't see it. The fact that in the back of my head I wasn't yeah. like they're gonna he's gonna turn to a Captain America and then they're making Captain America four because that just makes sense. I didn't see it, and I'm like, oh, of course, of course, they're fucking making <laughs> crap. That's so genius. As I soon love as it, it happened, so I was like, cut the check. <laughs> I was like, Anthony, <laughs> get your bag. Hell yes. Like, Hell yes. Oh. Good, good for Anthony Mackie, man. He I deserves know. that shit, dude. Man, his Juilliard training has paid off. He's such an underrated actor, and he's I'm great. so glad. I'm so glad he's getting recognition that he deserves and getting his own movie like i really wanted another season because of how much more they can kind of like dive into the characters totally within episodes but at the same time i was like no he deserves he deserves a movie movie. he deserves called captain america yes called captain america racist eat your heart out don't care like I think <laughs> I think my favorite thing about Falcon and Winter Soldier is how pissed off all the racists are. Like they're all yeah. so mad about it. It's hilarious. I love it so much. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, oh, Disney. Man. You piss off all those racists. I just now I need them to piss off the homophobes. Like, come on. Like, let's do Step it. On it. Step I on fully it. like this see this um show was so heavy with like Sam like I'm a Sam Bucky shipper, have been since Civil War. That car scene, I was like I was like, there it is. Just kiss, just make um, out. Like literally, you guys can like keep touching each other. Um, I like that. I like at that. The, at the end of the show, and they're like looking at the sunset. And, like, like come on! At each other. I was like, is it gonna happen? I was like, this is crazy. I was like, this is a rom com. Like, this is straight out of <laughs> a romantic That's the final comedy twist. movie. 
I, I just, I, I'm like, this is, they have set the foundation and now I just need Marvel to like bite the bullet, just do it, piss off. Like you've already pissed off racists and it's paid off. Just piss yeah. off the homophobes. Piss off the homophobes too while you're promise. at it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, so we already got into kind of like what we didn't like as much with, at least for me, with with Carly and the Flag Smashers, you know, being not the best villain in the MCU. Um, the other part that I'm iffy about um, is, and it, I, it seems to be the general consensus, is the whole, all of the Sharon Carter stuff yeah. just felt kind of messy. Like, throughout the show, I was pretty much assuming that Sharon was going to be the power broker and that was going to be the thing just because she was such a different character. Um, but I think that's the problem, that it, the, her character's turn is like like not even 180. It's like a 360. It just like, it completely, at least from what we've seen of her, like went really, really off the deep end. And for me, I was upset more for Steve than anything. I'm like, man, this guy was falling for her. And she's like such an evil, like she's like evil, man. I'm like, you were gonna make my man Steve like end up dating a villain? Like, screw you, man. To marry her aunt. I mean, Don't yeah. Bad for Steve Rogers. Listen, I get it. He I get his it. Niece. <laughs> hey, listen, Steve made the right call. Clearly, he made the right call <laughs> in going back in time. If he would have stayed with her, he would have been like, "Hey, honey, what's this all the power broker shit I keep hearing about?" I don't worry I about it. I will say. So okay, I think the show needed like two more episodes. Mm. To really flesh out the power broker storyline. And mm. there's some things about John Walker that I wanted fleshed out. For Sharon, she was she didn't disappear during the blip. So like how many years has it been since we've actually seen her? Like over six, seven years. Right. Like I'm way different than I was seven years ago. That's a fair point. Like, but I do agree that they don't do a good job at kind of like fleshing her character out enough for you to understand why she is so different. Yeah. Um, also, I thought she was a red herring. I really didn't think she was the power broker. I was like galaxy brain. Not really. This is more of worms for brain. I thought it was going to be Zola. Mm, <laughs> like wow, I thought it okay. was going to be another computer AI. Like he had hit himself in the internet, kind of like God. how Jarvis did in Age Love of Ultron. It. And then it turned out to be Sharon. And I was like, one hand, I oh, was okay. like, you know what? Good for you, sis. But also, I'm a Go bit get it. pissed. But also, like, I I don't know. It's I just felt bad for my man Steve, man. I was like, hey, you kissed, <laughs> you guys kissed, man. You fucking this poor guy. I was up, was about to just leave it all up for you, man. Glad he did. Civil War is her or her uh, villain origin story, and I'm here mm, for it because that kiss go. was so weird. I was not for Fair. it. Fair. All right, I'll give it. I'll give it to you. Sure, I'll go with that. But story. I mean, like, but I like your like point of view is also very valid. I totally get it. That's straight point. where I went. I was like, man, fucking Steve almost he dodged a bullet there. <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm just gonna like kind of be a Sharon apologist because I think they could have like pulled it off, you know, but they sure. just didn't have enough time. That's a fair. That's a fair point. Yeah, I I agree that they could have totally pulled it off. I think if they gave enough time to like. The mystery. If the power broker had been like a line that they literally brushed off in the first episode that they ever introduced it, and then yeah. suddenly it, it's like, I think, I think my biggest problem is that the whole world where the power broker was was introduced, fleshed out, and the power brokers was introduced it, all in the same episode. There's no buildup. Like if we had gotten yeah. in the one of the first few episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier or 
hopefully even on another movie or on another show, we would have heard about this place, and I'm forgetting the name about it, where there's a super powerful... Madripoor? or something like that. It's like, oh, if we'd have heard about Madripoor and and about this power broker that's really powerful and it's the lord of the criminal underground, it would have been like, oh, I wonder who that is. You know, it would have been a lot better than like, there's this place called Madripoor that's for bad guys. And there's a really, really bad guy called the power broker that does it. And then two episodes later, it's like, it's it's Sharon. It's like, all right. I don't understand. I need to rewatch the series. I don't understand why they were there at all. Like, I don't. <laughs> me kind of, no, me neither, to be honest with you. I Nothing made sense. Like, I really love that episode. Like, I, I love Zemo, Zemo dancing. dancing. I, yeah. I basically love Zemo being, like, their sugar daddy. I mean, he's a baron. Great. Um, the show made me love that char- his character because I oh, like so hated good. him in Civil War. That really was pointless. Yeah, I interesting. I was so against Zemo. I thought he was a dumb character. <laughs> now uh, I'm like, I'm the complete opposite. Where Zemo is like one of my favorite villains in the entire MCU for from Civil War, and I loved getting more of him. And I loved that I, some people were memeing about it on Twitter, but that he's like almost entirely a different character in the show. And it makes sense, you know, a lot of a lot of time has passed and we're getting deeper into like his story and like he's at, he's a baron and stuff. And that's obviously yeah. all from the comics. But in the in the movie Civil War, there's no mention of that. They say that he's like an ex-military guy and he's like he's like very down to earth. And suddenly he's like the super rich, bombastic, awesome dude. Right. I love him to death. I love him in both. But, and I love him. But he was also grieving in Civil War. So like that's he, true. Again, like he he didn't go away in the blip so it's been like seven years since we've seen him um but i also like when civil war came out i didn't have as much like comic book knowledge as i do like now that i'm starting to really get into the marvel universe um so to me he just was like a nobody and i Mm. i just kept thinking i was like all of civil war could have happened the exact same because steve and tony are so like hard-headed that right. everything that happened they could have just done themselves mm. and i didn't think they needed like zemo um because i just didn't realize how smart he was and i i don't know for some reason it just didn't translate that's for me that's totally war. fair that's totally fair but it did in this show like mm. yeah especially i mean that last episode where he's like his butler killed the rest genius. of the flag smashers and he's like and it's all through his- it's all through julia louise dreyfus which by the way audibly mm. yelled when that when fucking Julia Louis Dreyfus showed up on my I TV know. screen, I'm like, "What the hell? She's in the MCU now? Hell yes!" yes. Yelled, amazing. I was like, ten <laughs> out of ten, and she is so good. Like she's she was yes. there for ten seconds, and they were the best ten seconds of my life. She was so good. I kept rewatching her her scenes because she just she captures your attention. Oh my god! I just. She's yeah, phenomenal. I'm really, what a delight. I'm really excited for more of her character. Absolutely. It's like it it's has- like Nick Fury, but shady. I love it. Yes. And doesn't like her character has um like a relationship with Nick Fury's character in the comics. Yeah. I would love if they went that direction. If they like did that. I just please, please. I, I, love I just it so at much. least need her to interact with Nick Fury. I need her to interact with every character in the MCU, yeah. past and present, all of them. Just talk to – I want to see her talking to Thanos for the fucking fun of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. What, give give what, me a Disney Plus show that it's just that. Yes. Which, so speaking of like future shows that they might go, I think with having Zemo at the raft, 
and the introduction of her character and John Walker, like I could see them going like a Dark Avengers route or like the Thunder, the Thunderbolts, uh, Thunderbolts, and yeah. I can like see. Same with Sharon. Like I think those three characters can like have their own plot line and story. Like I Absolutely. can see Sharon working with Zemo because she's like anti-U.S. government now and is a sleeper agent, basically. Love it. And yeah, yeah I, just... I, I love how many seeds this and even WandaVision, when you think about it, how many future seeds yeah. it's planting. Like, obviously, they're kind of restarting, and these shows are, you have so much more time that there are so many little things that you can just put in in episodes that, that build up. And we've talked about them a little bit, but I just want to say, like, probably one of the highlights of the show for me is Wyatt Russell. Like, he was. He's incredible as John Walker. Like, mm -hmm. it's so hard to play a, somebody that you love to hate, like somebody that you want to yeah. hate and like, that they're so good at it. And Wyatt Russell is an absolute delight as John Walker. Yeah. And he plays him so, so, so well. And I love everything about him. Uh, um, I like that at the end he gets a little bit of redemption to show that he's not a complete asshole, murderer, you know, terrible human being. Um, because that's who he is in the show. I mean, U.S. Agent isn't in, in the comics. I mean, he's not a he's not a, a, a villain by any stretch of the imagination. Right. He he has the right intentions. He's just kind of not the right guy to do the job most of the time. And so that was another thing that I had problems with with the show was his and why I was like I think he like needed a whole episode more to mm, really like I agree make his fall and then rise to U.S. agent work because I felt like it didn't work. Um, I don't like that Sam and Bucky were just kind of like cool with him in the last episode after mm. he like beheaded a guy with the shield. Like it's, I don't know, it that didn't really work for me. It was a little rushed. It was, and yeah, and that's the, like last episode felt a little rushed and there were some other things that I wanted them to spend more time on. Um, I really wanted them to go into like why he as a like a white man in America is so angry and why he feels the need to, like that he has to be Captain America. Mm. To me it felt like they kind of just kept brushing it off as like oh he's crazy instead of talking about like society standards for like men and um the military and like and I just feel like they kind of touch on that yeah they they brush over it a little bit but they don't do as deep of a dive as like sam gets right which i get it's not the john walker show um so i i do i get it i just totally wanted to see a little bit more because i felt like the end when he becomes a u.s agent it's i think if you don't know who u.s agent is in the comics and this is like a surprise you're like why did he just start calling himself u.s agent like what's happening like right it, felt like they're just uh there's some like disjoint there with his character for sure but i agree like he loved to hate him you know why you love to hate him man. he's he's yeah. very good in the show i mean major props to him for for pulling it off so well like being the worst next captain america and that's that's what he had to be and he he nailed it um i i want to say so, uh, sort of about the overarching um disney plus shows is you know, it do, making shows for Marvel is is new, and I think it has shown a little bit with with both WandaVision and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier because I, I think what they both share 
what they both have in common is that both of the shows save the entire first third act and resolution for the very last episode. And both the last episodes have felt a little rushed because they've built up, built up, built up, built up. And then they're like, and here's a third act and the the conclusion to the third act and the epilogue to the story all in one episode. And, you know, there's no need to like leave the very last episode to absolutely finish it all up. You know, you can give yourself an extra episode to work with. That would be my only like feedback to both shows because it's happened both times now. And that's, I know like WandaVision was supposed to be 10 episodes, but because of the pandemic, they couldn't, I don't know. Um, if that's the same for Falcon and Winter Soldier, or if it really was just scripted as six episodes, but the fact that they like they had to pull some things due yeah. to the pandemic makes me believe that like maybe we would have had a little bit, a couple more episodes. I agree. Um, so I will. I'm like trying to give them benefit of the doubt because yeah, they made these shows during a pandemic, and that had to be very difficult. Absolutely. But you're right. <laughs> they their finales are the lowest episodes for both shows i think falcon and the winter soldier did a better job just because the finale had like so many like incredible moments Mm. um compared to like wandavision finale was just kind of like okay to me i just i wanted more from that one but um yeah yeah totally i mean it's funny uh, tim gettys i I think he said it best where i i saw on twitter that he was saying that he, he can't wait and i agree i can't wait to to watch one of these Disney plus shows that isn't clearly affected by COVID because so far both of them have clearly been affected, whether it's pulled storylines or or less episodes or less time at the end. I mean, they've, the the productions have clearly been affected and they've, and they've done a great job. Like it's not like they completely botched the show, but there's been things that have clearly um, impacted the shows. I mean, I just rewatched WandaVision, like I was saying, and it's hilarious that all that Darcy gets in the last episode is like, (laughs) <laughs> it's like one scene where she rams a dude and she, you yeah. can even you can barely see her because like they put so much glare in front of her and then at the in the very last time where everybody's talking it's like where's darcy oh she said she had somewhere to be or something like that it's like right really That's, she's like a big right. character in the show he just kicked her out okay but you know it's obviously because of covid but um at the end of the day i, I really love both of these shows very very much i think they mm-hmm. I think that my my biggest takeaway is that these deep dives with the characters are so, so impactful. And whatever shows they're doing next will become my favorite characters. Like, at the moment, like, I adore Wanda, I adore Vision, I adore Bucky, and I adore Sam. Like, they're my favorite characters in the MCU right now. And it's going to make the next time that they pop in a movie that much sweeter. Like... Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, I cannot wait for that movie. And I couldn't care about Doctor Strange. Like, I love Doctor Strange, but I'm like, fuck him. I don't care about him. I want to see what what my my fucking baby girl's doing. You know what I mean? Doctor Strange is one of my lowest rated MCU movies, which I did like tweet earlier. I was getting flack for it on another podcast I was on this week for my terrible rankings of the Marvel movies. Um. (laughs) Because I just kind of like hate Doctor Strange's character. Didn't care for the movie. But just like you said, I'm so excited for the next one. Because I cannot wait for more Wanda. Like and give it to me. I feel like I feel very blessed this year because like even before this year, like Wanda, Bucky, Sam, and Loki are were like my top four favorite characters. 
And I'm like, nice. I'm getting it all this year. Oh, I'm so stoked for Loki. I'm great. I'm excited because Loki's gonna bring back the weirdness that WandaVision mm-hmm. like started, and I'm all in on that. Yeah. Definitely. Bef- I agree. Before we go, I'm I'm gonna ask you for your final thoughts, but before I do, thoughts on the Captain America suit. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. I the like the comic book accuracy, yes. Immaculate. That's so, so for it. I'm with you because I saw it and at first I was like, I don't know, the fit in the face is a little weird. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like they could have tightened it up a little bit. And the more I saw it, I was like, okay, I'm digging it, I'm digging it. And then I saw the picture of the comic books and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, they nailed it. I forgot yeah. that this is what he looks like on the comics and they couldn't have done a better job. Looks amazing. Super sold on it. He's only like the top like shoulders up has been my Twitter header for a while of like Sam Wilson in the comics where Love he's it. like, I am Captain America now deal with it. And I'm like, yes. And I'm so glad that they brought that energy of Sam Wilson as Captain America from the comics into the show. And like, absolutely. The suit looks great. I was, I'm still a little questionable about the, like the cowl, like the neck. Yeah. Thing. They can make that a little tighter. It looks a little bit too yes. like, like fat, like too thick. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, but everything else, like, I love the white. Like, it's just, he he is a breath of fresh air for Captain America. Um, Steve Rogers' suit was always a little dark. Um, and then after, like, everything that happened with John Walker and, like, the blood on the shield, it's just very nice, like, to see, like, this, like, clean slate. Yeah, like, uplifting, basically. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I. I can't wait for Captain America 4. Like, oh my God, geniuses, geniuses. Do you have any final thoughts on the show before we wrap it all up? Oh man, it's, I feel like we've covered a lot. I just, I can't wait to rewatch it. Um, Same. I think it's gonna I'm going to start favorite. rewatching it either tonight or tomorrow. So I'm stoked for that. Oh yeah, that's, I might do that too. I feel like I haven't been able to really watch any other TV shows because- I'm just like so in my Marvel phase that I'm like, I can't yeah. think about Fair. anything else. Totally. All right. Well, that about does it, Caitlin. Once again, if, for the people to find you, where can people find you? You can find me on social media at Caitlin Redwing. Um, and on, I'm a host on Big Sport Gaming on YouTube. So you can check us out there too. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody at home, for watching. Go rewatch uh, Falcon Winter Soldier because it's real good. Captain America yes. and the Winter Soldier. Love it so much. Fucking, how great was that title screen? Just so uh, good. So oh, good when it hits. The oh my God. Love it. <sighs> Kevin Feige, you damn genius. I'll see you guys <laughs> next time.